Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, America decides it's election night for millions of Americans. Plus, the world marks one month since Hamas's deadly terror attack that killed more than 1,400 Israelis. And now Israeli forces are in the heart of Gaza City as thousands of Palestinians escape south. Here are tonight's headlines. We are inside Gaza tonight. The Israeli military takes us further inside the territory than any other journalists. The commander here told us there are about a thousand Hamas militants here to begin with. Now there are a few dozen. As Israeli soldiers advance, thousands of Palestinians flee. As the World Health Organization says the level of death is hard to fathom. The military objective here has always been to destroy Hamas, but there's growing international outrage. That means destroying everything. Breaking news, a man is in custody accused of having an assault-style rifle near the U.S. Capitol. The new details. Did you have a gun? A Jewish man dies after Israeli-Palestinian protesters clash what police are saying tonight. Investigators have not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime, and this is being investigated as a homicide. America decides. Millions head to the polls on this election day. One of the top issues, abortion. We speak to voters in Ohio. While Ohio is the only state with abortion on the ballot today, key races in Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Kentucky could impact the future of abortion access in those states. It doesn't need to be this way. Protecting America's teens on social media. The disturbing details from a former engineer for the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. WeWork files for bankruptcy. How the pandemic led to the fall of the tech company. The boss is back. Bruce Springsteen's surprise performance. His first since suspending his tour. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight we are learning that President Biden is personally urging Prime Minister Netanyahu for a humanitarian pause in Gaza. But Israel is insisting a halt in fighting will only come after the more than 200 hostages taken by Hamas are released. It may not be the only disagreement between the two allies. Netanyahu saying he sees Israel playing a role in Gaza for, quote, an indefinite period, specifically talking about security responsibility. Well, you may recall President Biden told 60 Minutes it would be a big mistake if Israel occupies Gaza after the war. Well, tonight, the fighting in the heart of Gaza City is intensifying. Look at these pictures. This comes as today marks one month since the Hamas attack that killed more than 1,400 people, the deadliest attack on Jews since the Holocaust. And now thousands of civilians are fleeing Gaza City as the battle between Israel and Hamas draws closer. CBS's Charlie Daggett embedded with the Israeli army in northern Gaza. He will start us off tonight from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Charlie, and tell us what you saw. Good evening, Nora. We saw destruction, destruction as far as the eye could see. No civilians, uh, even the soldiers uh, that we were with said they had seen no civilians, but they were coming up against Hamas militants. In fact, while we were there, they had to reinforce other troops who were coming under fire. We joined the paratroopers of Israel's 501st Airborne Brigade among the first wave of forces to invade Gaza after Hamas militants went on their murderous rampage one month ago. Gunners kept lookout as we crossed the desert scrubland of northeast Gaza until we reached Beit Hanun. As we arrived, the sound of ongoing gun battles could be heard nearby. The city had an estimated pre-war population of more than 60,000 people. Looking around, it's hard to imagine anyone lived here at all. Lieutenant Colonel Ido Kass said there was little choice. I know that the military objective is to destroy Hamas, mm -hmm. but you destroyed everything. Yeah, because look, Hamas is using infrastructure. I mean, just 10 minutes ago, we had a... Uh, a uh, serious battle with a group of Hamas inside the school. We found these rocket launchers. He showed us a missile site hidden in the backyard of a home next to what used to be a swimming pool. The commander here told us there were about a thousand Hamas militants here to begin with. Now there are a few dozen left. It's not the threats above ground that they're worried about, but the ones below it. It was before the fight even began. Yeah. As we were speaking, explosions and gunfire erupted a few blocks away. We were told a Hamas fighter emerged from a tunnel near a school and fired an RPG at troops. Southwest of here, in Gaza City, Israeli troops closing in on the heart of the city have triggered a mass exodus south, splitting the territory in two. On the highway south of the city, our CBS News colleague Marwan Al Ghul spoke with some of those fleeing the fighting. Walking for hours to cross from Gaza north to the south, carrying nothing. Except a white flag of surrender and the will to survive. We are civilian people. We want to live in our land with the peace. But nobody in the world you let us to leave. One month since this war began, residents face an uncertain future. 
first and foremost, when and how it will end. Now, in terms of that embed, the Israeli military has tight restrictions on coverage, mainly having to do with not showing anything that might give away like locations or reveal the identities of their soldiers. So the IDF viewed our raw footage as a condition of entry into Gaza, but had no control over our final report. Nora. Charlie Daggett, thank you so much. Well, back here at home, protests and demonstrations on both sides of the conflict are taking place almost daily in cities across the country. While most are peaceful, some rallies have turned violent. Tonight, an investigation is underway after the death of a 69-year-old Jewish man who was fatally injured at a rally near Los Angeles. CBS's Elise Preston reports on the disturbing details. Thousand Oaks, California, is trying to come to grips with why 69-year-old Paul Kessler lay dying after a confrontation. Moments earlier, he had held an Israeli flag nearby pro-Palestinian demonstrators. Investigators have not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime. But no one has been charged, and police say they still have no video showing why and how Kessler fell to the ground, fracturing his skull. He died hours later. These witnesses providing conflicting statements about what the altercation and who the aggressor was. With emotions often reaching a fever pitch nationwide and with attacks on the rise fueled by anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, this community may be the latest impacted. Does this incident change your safety and patrol measures at demonstrations regardless of the size? No, so we are not changing our protocol. 15 minutes prior to this confrontation, there was no indication of impending violence. The Los Angeles chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations said in a statement, we join local Jewish leaders in calling on all individuals to refrain from jumping to conclusions at a makeshift vigil, tributes and anguish. My heart hurts that someone innocently left home and he never came back. Now, investigators tell us there have been many conflicting statements about who actually started this incident. They're asking anyone with video to come forward. They're actually hoping someone who drove by captured the altercation on their car cameras. Nora? There are cameras everywhere. Elise Preston, thank you. Here in Washington, there was a security alert on Capitol Hill today when a man carrying a semi-automatic rifle was arrested by police in a park near the Senate office building. We get the latest from CBS's Nicole Killian on Capitol Hill. A tent scene near the U.S. Capitol as police took down a 21-year-old man who was carrying a semi-automatic weapon. And he was holding the gun down as he walked. Um, they ordered him to stop. He did not. One officer tasered him in the back. He fell forward onto his gun. The suspect was identified as Amir Levon Morell of Atlanta, Georgia. A law enforcement source tells CBS News the gun seized was a modified AR-15 rifle. Police did not say why he came to the Capitol, but he may have suffered from mental health issues. It's good that they found uh, this person, but we're keeping a constant vigilance on security. Authorities say there was no threat to the congressional community, but the incident follows another one this week where U.S. Capitol Police confiscated a pair of Glock handguns after two suspects crashed a stolen vehicle into a barricade. I'm very concerned about the, the, the heightened threats against members. Um, this is something we're continuously dealing with. 
The investigation is still ongoing. Police are trying to figure out how Morell may have gotten the gun. He faces a warrant and several charges tonight, including having an unregistered firearm. Nora. Nicole Killian on the Hill for us. Thank you. There was also an important hearing on Capitol Hill today about the threats teenagers face on social media. A former Facebook engineer told a Senate panel that Meta dismissed warnings about unwanted sexual advances and widespread bullying aimed at teens on Instagram, including his own daughter. We get more on this from CBS's Jolene Kent. Tonight, Meta under fire once again. I appear before you today as a dad with firsthand experience of a child who received unwanted sexual advances on Instagram. Former Meta engineer Arturo Behar testified before a Senate subcommittee today, alleging that the social media giant has not done enough to address the harmful effects of Facebook and Instagram on teens. My 14-year-old daughter joined Instagram. She and her friends began having awful experiences, including repeated unwanted sexual advances, harassment, she reported these incidents to the company, and it did nothing. While working as a consultant in October 2021, Behar says he sent this email to CEO and founder Mark Zuckerberg and Instagram head Adam Masseri, sharing his daughter's negative online experiences, but says his outreach was ignored by the founder. And just the disregard for the mental health of our kids is, is, is truly shocking. What should parents be taking away from this? Parents need to become more aware of the digital lives that their children are leading. Companies need to take more responsibility for the way their products are designed. And policymakers need to enact new laws to hold those companies accountable. A bipartisan bill aimed at protecting kids online is now making its way through the Senate. Meantime, in response to Behar's claims, Meta tells me that every day countless people inside the company are trying to keep young people safe, and it has already introduced more than 30 tools to support teens and their families online. Nora. Such an important story for parents and families. Jolene Kent, thank you so much. A case argued at the Supreme Court today could put the safety of people in abusive relationships at serious risk, while also impacting gun laws in many states. Now, at the center of the case is a federal law that bans those under domestic violence restraining orders from having guns. We get more from CBS's Jan Crawford at the Supreme Court. The real fear of losing your life when you leave is real. It's a real fear. Ruth Glenn is head of a national advocacy group for victims of domestic violence. She also is a survivor. Eventually, he later found me a few months, a few weeks later, and uh, shot me three times and left me for dead. Her organization was one of many today urging the Supreme Court to uphold a 30-year-old federal law banning guns for people under restraining orders for domestic violence, like defendant Zaki Rahimi. Rahimi, under a protective order for assaulting and threatening to shoot his ex-girlfriend, was convicted of violating the law after he was involved in several other alleged shooting incidents in Texas. In the Supreme Court today, his lawyer argued the law violated the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, prompting this exchange with Chief Justice John Roberts. You don't have any doubt that your client's a dangerous person, do you? Your Honor, I would want to know what dangerous person means. At well, the I moment. mean, someone who's shooting, uh, uh, you know, at people, uh, that's a good start. 
Rahimi's argument could have wide-ranging implications for modern-day gun laws, as well as the system of background checks. Over the last 25 years, the law has stopped people under protective orders from buying guns about 78,000 times. The court seemed almost unanimously poised to keep it in place. Justice Elena Kagan. You don't give guns to people who have the kind of history of domestic violence that your client has. Now, ever since the court ruled that there's an individual right to bear arms, there's been a lot of confusion in the lower courts over what kind of gun laws are constitutional. This case could also provide some much needed guidance on some of those other gun regulations, including efforts to ban specific kinds of weapons. Nora. Jan Crawford, thank you very much. Turning now to Election Day across the country, voters from coast to coast are going to the polls to weigh in on important races, including governor, state assemblies and mayors in several major cities. Kentucky and Mississippi voters will decide if their governors deserve four more years or if they should be replaced. But there's one issue that's hanging over several races, abortion. Abortion rights are on the ballot in Ohio, and it's also played a central role in the campaigns in Virginia for control of the General Assembly. CBS's Jerika Duncan is on the ground in Columbus, Ohio, to find out what's on the minds of voters. Abortion rights supporters rallied this afternoon in a last-minute effort to get voters to the polls. We spoke to voters in a district that traditionally leans Democratic. I remember what illegal abortions are like. They're not good. I'd rather have women have a choice. I think it's important as women to keep, you know, fighting for our rights. The proposed amendment called Issue 1 would guarantee a woman's right in Ohio to an abortion. It would allow the procedure up until fetal viability, usually around the 23rd week, according to doctors. Exceptions beyond that point would be permitted if a physician determines an abortion is necessary for the health or life of the mother. Under this amendment, any kind of abortion is going to be fine. This is too extreme for Ohio. Ohio's Republican governor, Mike DeWine, calls the amendment radical and says it will allow abortion at any point during pregnancy. You know, the majority of Ohioans do not believe that abortion should be allowed at any point. DeWine signed a six-week abortion ban into law in 2019 that is currently on hold in the courts. Amy Natosi, a spokesperson with Protect Women Ohio, is against issue one. We're stripping ability away from the legislature to go forward and pass protections for women and the unborn. While Ohio is the only state with abortion on the ballot today, key races in Pennsylvania, Virginia and Kentucky could impact the future of abortion access in those states. In Virginia, all 140 General Assembly seats are up for grabs, with Republicans pushing for a 15-week abortion ban. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned last year, abortion rights supporters have prevailed in six out of six states when the issue of abortion is on the ballot. Nora? An important note. Jerika Duncan, thank you so much. And CBS News will bring you all the results in an election night special, America Decides, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Streaming Network, and we hope you will join us. Heavy smoke and fog are blamed for another deadly crash in Louisiana. We'll have the details next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. A dangerous combination of fog and wildfire smoke is being blamed for another series of crashes outside New Orleans. One man was killed and several others were injured today on Interstate 10. Officials are urging drivers to use extreme caution in the area this week. This comes after two weeks after seven people were killed in a massive smoke and fog-related pileup on Interstate 55 involving nearly 170 vehicles. Tonight, officials in Southern California are investigating what caused a fire today that destroyed a historic building once used to store blimps during World War II. In recent years, it appeared in TV shows and movies, including JAG, The X-Files, Austin Powers, and Star Trek. Helicopters used to battle wildfires were sent in to knock down the flames. It's a stunning fall for the office sharing company WeWork. What led to the once $47 billion company's collapse? That's next. The office sharing company WeWork has filed for bankruptcy protection. The New York-based company, once valued at $47 billion, is now struggling with debt and trying to get out of long-term leases. WeWork started to crater during the COVID pandemic when demand for office space drastically fell. The Boss is back. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, the boss is back and better than ever. Bruce Springsteen appeared on stage for the first time since postponing his 2023 tour dates to seek treatment for peptic ulcer disease. The 74-year-old rock legend gave a surprise performance last night at the Stand Up For Heroes fundraiser in New York City. He joined John Mellencamp for a duet of their song Wasted Days at the event to honor injured veterans and their families. The New Jersey native thrilled the audience as he played four solo songs, including his classic, Dancing in the Dark. It's good to see the boss. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devi Adaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.